The Word became flesh. Last week we looked at John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5, and we're going to add to that this morning, 9 through 11, and then a little bit later, 12 through 13. And I can just say to you, uh, I'm just so glad that I was not given the assignment that John was given. He is trying to put in, into words the most important event that has ever happened in the, the history of humanity. And he's not only just trying to describe what happened on the earth, he's also trying to communicate to us what, what went on before it happened on the earth. So he, he's, he's talking about where Jesus was in his pre-existent state, who Jesus was before he stepped onto the planet. And then he's telling us what happened when he stepped on the planet. And he's doing that, and he's using, he's not using that many words, but he's using some really like loaded words. We looked at the word last week, logos, which is a huge word in in the Greek word, world. It's not so big in the Hebrew world, but still a very significant word. Today we're going to talk about life and light. I mean, you know, just... I mean, if I just, what is life? I mean, give me a simple definition of life. Uh, you know, give me a simple definition of light. I mean, you, that's, I mean, okay, I'm alive, I know that. Uh, I know that's a light. But there's, there are things that we can take for granted. And so we're going to try to try to step into this world that John is, is trying to describe at the same time that he's trying to s- describe and to write. And I don't want to minimize the help that the Holy Spirit gave him, but he's still reeling from man. This is, this is, un- this is like unbelievable. This is so far beyond what we in our humanity could ever have imagined, what God has done. So John 1. Verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was close beside God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, He was close beside God, and all things came into existence through Him. Not one thing that exists came into existence without Him. Life was in him. And this life was the light of the human race. And that light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it or the darkness did not comprehend it. The true light, which gives light to every human being, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. Last week, we talked about three things that that John's communicating to us about Jesus, who is the Word. One, Jesus predates time and creation. Before the beginning began, the Word was already in existence. Again, it's really easy to say Jesus had no beginning, Jesus had no end. 
Jesus, while he was born on the earth, was someone that actually was never born. Now that's, I can say that, but for us to comprehend what we're saying when we say that, I don't know. To say the next thing, that Jesus is distinct from God. He, he is with God, he's close beside God, but he's not the same person as God the Father. John's, he wants us to make sure we understand God doesn't just change forms through history. God has revealed himself. God has disclosed himself. God has made himself known as one God, yet expressed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Again, easy to say that. Through history, we've given that a, a title, Trinity. But, but who can explain that? Would you explain that to me? How can you be one God expressed in three people? We can't. It, it goes beyond our ability to explain that. Then the last thing that here's this baby on the earth, and yet these Persians recognize because God discloses something in the heavenlies, you need to go worship a very special baby who is actually deity. This baby is divine. Born to Mary and Joseph, yes, but God. <laughs> Again, we can dress that up. Oh, you know, we have little pretty pictures of that. But, I mean, for that to really, really Register in the way that we think, in the way that we comprehend, I think it's, it's off the charts. I, truthfully, I, I can't explain these things. I declare them, I believe them. But as far as using my rational mind or philosophy, whatever we use as human beings to really expre express and explain, that we can't. And then we add to those three things today that Jesus created us in our universe. He created the universe. Then we start thinking about the creation of the universe and, and this life and this light. Think about, in the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit created and there was something that was formless and it was void. And there was, it was dark. And God said, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit said, let there be light. Actually, he declared light because there was already light where he was. So he brought something, light is something that, again, he's not creating a light bulb. He didn't create fire. He's actually creating light before there's planets like the sun and the stars that reflect light. I, you, you, like the sun, like the sun could like lose its light and there'd still be light. Do you realize that? Because God 
said, let there be light in this universe. That something that is around me which man won't even be able to define, let that be in my creation. And then what about life? I mean, this, and just, just, we're, we're living beings. Everybody take a deep breath. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Now, somebody explain to me how that heart keeps beating and we keep breathing. And would you, want, would you like to explain to me what, what was, how did that begin in us? How, how did we start being a living being? I mean, if again, you go back to this creation story, God is, is molding and shaping as an artist with a piece of clay, and then he breathes his breath. And Adam became a living creature. My friends, we are alive today because God's breath is within us. It's God. And that God has disclosed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And John is focused in this passage on Jesus, the Son, the one who gives us light, the one who gives us life. He stepped out of eternity into time. And he's now expressing his life as light in a dark age. See, what John is trying to do is he's trying to help us see, to comprehend, to try to get some sort of a handle on eternity. And then, and then there's this historic epiphany. Someone of eternity steps into time and space as a human. Light is used for the time of salvation. It's the time of Messiah. Light denotes relation or relationship. God is never described as light. The Lord is a light unto. He provides a source of light for us. Light is a term for life, and life in the absolute sense, not as mere existence, but as possibility. It thus denotes salvation. Finally, in contrast to the world as a world to come, already in the Old Testament, the last time the world to come could be betrayed as one of brightness. Now we have the brightness of a world beyond, and this world is dark. If I could change those words, world, to an age, let me describe it this way. In the beginning, there was light. Then came a, a drastic decision that Adam and Eve made. And so the creation of God fell into darkness. And you and I still live in this age. It's called this present age. And you and I in this present age have a mere existence. Yes, we're breathing. Yes, the sun comes up, we get up, we go to work, we provide for our family. But at the end of it, if that's all there is, we die. That's it. 
there's another age. <laughs> that age, creation, present age, the world to come, that world to come doesn't need a son. There's no son. Jesus is the light of that age. This age that we live in is dark. That age is bright. It was bright at the beginning too. So when the light comes, something of the future comes into the present. And with that light comes this invitation. I created you, your creator says to all of us, I created you for something more than mere existence. I created you to live a life that was not just birth to death. I created you originally that you would know true life, which is life that is eternal, does not end. It is life that is not filled with sorrow and pain and hard work and sickness. I created you for really a perfect life. And that light and that life is what showed up in that baby. You see, Jesus really came as a revelation of something better for all of humanity. The coming of Jesus as revealer is the decisive eschatological event. Again, a simple way to say that, the future became present in the birth of Jesus. Life, life is attained not in relation to an idea or to a supra-historical metaphysical being, but in believing commitment to a historical fact and a historical person. You see, when you start talking about life and light, you start talking about this present age, that age that is to come, the creation age, you start getting into, not Cosmopolitan magazine, but cosmology, you start getting into metaphysics. I mean, you can go off on this stuff. And you can, you, can, you can move away from where John is. And John is saying, I don't, I'm not talking about cosmology. I'm not talking about metaphysics. I'm not talking about philosophy. Yes, does it impact it? Sure it does. I'm talking about there is a historical fact. There is a historical person. God became a man and I experienced him. And I don't even have the words to tell you what that was like. This is the best I can do. And with that coming of Jesus... This life came into our world that we only have had hints of. And the offer of revelation cannot be put off. What comes to expression with the birth of Jesus is the idea of decision. Of its once for allness, of the contingency of revelation. There's a contingency of revelation. What is the contingency of revelation? John says it this way. To anyone who did accept him, he gave the right to become God's children. 
Yes, to anyone who believed in His name, they were not born from blood or from fleshy desire or from the intention of a man. They were born from God. The life and the light that came into our world through Jesus can now be in you and me now through faith. Confident, convicted that his revelations, these disclosures are true. Accept him, recognizing his authority. The king has visited his kingdom. So for our community, as we read through this account, I just got to keep asking us, and I'll keep asking us every year, I mean, this is going to be repeat, repeat, repeat. When we read these words, when we talk about this season, does it still knock us off balance? Are we still reeling? Again, it's so easy, you know, don't, don't leave the Christ out of Christmas. We can say, we can have all these slogans. But the impact of that event on our lives now, and especially upon our future, as that future can become more and more a reality now, does that just knock us off balance? I think what John helps me is... is do, do I really accept the age that I live in for what it is? I still live in an age of struggle. I still live in an age of darkness. Life as I know it and life as I, I'm living it is not easy. And yet, I'm not despondent. I'm not hopeless. Something of the future has broken into my present reality. Yesterday, I was chopping wood, and I really like chopping wood. I, I, I like splitting my logs. And so as I'm wandering around, I mean, I don't know if you haven't been in my backyard, but the city did a number on all my trees, thanks to Kelly. But there's a lot of wood for me now to collect as well. So there's the payoff. And I bring it to my little chopping block and I'm splitting wood. And as I'm doing that and it's cold, you know, my split wood pile is... I just had this conversation with Jesus. I said, Jesus, in the world that's coming, in the age to come, can I chop wood? Because I really like chopping wood. I really like, like, just, I like doing that. It's really fun. You know, like, will it be cold then? I just, we just had this little conversation. But what is life going to be like later? Because, personally, I don't think it's going to be a lot different in the sense of activities. It's going to be a lot different in quality. And there'll be no end to it. And like all those, like, near misses of the axe come up, you know, you know, I, I think, you know, we probably can hit ourselves with an axe and it will be okay. I don't know how that works. Not so much now. <laughs> I didn't hit myself. I kept remembering, this is the present age. <laughs> an axe will hurt in my shin. 
But so do we accept the age? I mean, because we're really caught. We're caught. We're caught between the ages. The future has arrived on the planet. For those of us that have acknowledged Jesus, we've received something. There's a deposit of the future in us. And yet, it hadn't arrived yet. So do we recognize the age for where we live in? And, and do we really accept Jesus for who he reveals himself to be? We don't try to reduce him to something less than who he is. And then we don't just get so caught up in the grandiose scheme of things that we forget that he, that he accommodated himself to us so we can know him. So again, there's this, this tension. We can make him too big. And, and untouchable, but that's really what God was before Jesus came. Or we can make him so much like us, we forget that he's God in human flesh. And then we can, again, the tension is with Jesus, we can, we can invest all of our time and our faith on, on what, what he did with the cross and the resurrection and forget that the point of all of that is about the future and that future is beginning now. So we have a lot that we've got to accept about Jesus concerning what Jesus disclosed. And that's not what I think. It's about what's been disclosed about Jesus in this wonderful book. And do we really accept him in the sense of, do we recognize who he is? And then finally, I think that the decision, this crisis that this event brings to all of humanity is about our birth. And it's, not, it's not our natural birth. God is not bringing into question who my parents are. They were Lauren and Charlotte. I, I was born in Bakersfield, California. It's not about that. It's about... <laughs> when the blinders come off, and I see through the darkness of the age that I live in, I see this bright light, and I, that, bright, that bright light's Jesus. And Jesus is inviting me into relationship on the basis of confidence in who he is. And just this simple thing of, I believe. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe you are my creator. I believe you are God in human flesh. I mean, these are statements of, I believe. I believe. And with that belief comes another birth. And it's a birth from another age. To be born <laughs> of an age where there'll be no more death after that birth. Are we the children of God? Not because of human desire. Not because of human relationship. But God gave us birth through faith in who he's made himself out to be.
do we believe? So if you would take a moment, and could we all just kind of think about our birth? Not the first birth, but a second birth. And would you just kind of review your life as you know it right now? I mean, I know you have a birth certificate somewhere, or your mom and dad have it. It's in some drawer stuck in some place. You've got that birth certificate. But is there another birth certificate? <laughs> a spiritual birth. A birth from the age that is coming based upon faith, trust, confidence that Jesus is exactly who he's disclosing himself to be. That's a certificate that's kind of written within within our heart. If we were having coffee and it was just you and me, and I said to you, are you born of God? Are you God's child through faith, confidence in what Jesus has accomplished? Your answer would be either yes or no. In your mind right now, you have an answer, yes or no. My desire, if the answer in your head right now is no, or I don't know, those are still words that are just kind of bouncing around inside of my head. Then could we we visit more? Because this is like, this is the decision that this event brings us to. Will I accept him or will I reject him? So, Lord, thanks. Thanks for a time that you bring us to a point of decision. And just, I just ask that you would bring the illumination, the light that each of us needs to be able with clarity to know whether or not we have really, truly been born of God or not. Lord, again, these words, just they, they're so easy to say, you know, to acknowledge Jesus, to believe in his name. But Lord, those words are an attempt to communicate and experience something that happens within us that in some ways is in, in, intensely personal. It's between you and me. But Lord, my desire this day is for each of us in our community to know that we know that we know that we accept you, Jesus. We accept you for who you've disclosed yourself to be. Jesus, we believe in your name and that we have been born of God so that we are his children. Those are easy things to say, but, but Lord, go deeper than just the surface of our words and bring revelation to each of us, yes or no. This is the decision that makes all the difference in life now.
Thank you, Jesus, for stepping out of eternity, coming into time, into space, because you want something better for us. We bless you. We give you thanks in your name. Amen. Finally, if, if, you know, if there's a no, I don't, think, I don't think I've had that conversation. I don't think I've made that decision, or I'm not sure. Then let's visit. I mean, we can talk more about it, and, and hopefully there'll come a point of certainty. Yes, I know that I know. Finally, there's a lot of people around us. Could you kind of like maybe, you're not going to say this the same way I said it, but could you like kind of go kind of tell this story to as many people as you can this week? Because I'm not sure that people really know how great a thing it is that God has done for all of humanity through Jesus. And I think, I, I, I assume sometimes that, every, that everybody knows this story. Well, not everybody knows this story. A friend of mine just had, a, had a, an East Indian walk into a store this week, and they had a conversation, and finally the guy said, you know what, you know, what's this Christmas thing all about? He'd never heard the story of Jesus. Well, come on home, we'll have dinner together, and I'll tell you the story of Jesus. We don't have to just be from East India to not hear the story of Jesus. But there's lots of people that don't know. So let's go out and tell them best we can with our own words. Okay, deal? Okay. Thanks very much for our time together. Until next time. Later. <laughs>